Hey guys, thanks for listening in again. We're now on episode six. Today, I want to talk a little bit about the impact of the new norm on kids. And when I say new norm, I'm talking about all of the implications that are being put in place because of this whole COVID pandemic situation. So we're basically talking about taking away human connection. We're taking away teacher hugs. We're taking away holding hands of a first crush. I mean, all these things are no longer going to be spontaneous for these kids anymore, if anyone at all. And the irony is that with all the importance of social-emotional learning, emotional intelligence, and the understanding of its importance on early year development for the human psyche, governments are now telling us that isolation is the new norm to keep us safe and healthy. And I mean, I'm not even going to get into the whole COVID situation, (laughs) but I'll tell you one thing. If you ask me to live in isolation and disconnect or die young, I think in the words of Keisha or Kesha, whatever her name is, I'd say, I'd rather live like we're going to die young. I mean, it's not a secret to everyone that, for those who know me, of course, that I am definitely a conspiracy theorist at heart, but I'm not one of those crazy ones. I mean, judgment aside to each their own, obviously, but I'm just the kind that takes mainstream media with a grain of salt. The kind that dismisses those who try to create widespread panic across people, disrupt their lives and turn us against one another. I mean, after all, where do you think racism and stereotyping came from? I mean, what the media tells us to believe, unfortunately, we believe. I'm not even going to get into the psychology of it. But bottom line, conformity, compliance, it is all a part of this complex. So what is this new norm going to look like? I mean, we'll probably be like, remember when we used to go to bars and events and meet people and stroke hands and get butterflies in our tummies? The fear of getting sick, which is ultimately the fear of death, suddenly now becomes the driving force behind all of our actions. And I mean, even those like me who don't buy into this whole thing start to feel a little fearful too, because, well, what if I I unknowingly infect others? And those who are going through such great lengths to stay isolated. I mean, that makes me scared going near people I care about and love when they're putting themselves in that situation. Coming back to this idea of interaction, though, I mean, research has conclusively proven time and time again the need for interaction, connection, and touch for childhood development and even all the way through adulthood. But the question is, I mean, where is the future going? Are we just riding through some kind of transitionary period? Will our understanding of normalcy ever really come back? And I'm wondering how hard we're going to put up a fight. See, the thing is, with everything, you can make anything you want sound plausible and true. And it's all about how you present it and what evidence, and I'm using my air quotes here, you have to support it. The magic of numbers. (laughs) I can't tell you how many videos, articles, and posts I've seen and digested in the past few months. And I'm sure you have too. But I'm going to tell you one thing they all have in common. They all use the magic of numbers to rest their case. You can present the whole story and part of the story using only the numbers that check out. 
or using numbers that tell a different story, but can be concluded to suggest, and I'm using quotes again here, a certain something. I mean, conclusions, suggestions. Yet we still take them as hard statistical fact. I mean, coming from a marketing research background, we used to use this tactic all the time when reporting results. It's not a manipulation of the numbers. We simply manipulate how we present the facts or the numbers that support a certain claim or hypothesis. It's not hard, and it's certainly not wrong. Now, what what is wrong, though, is taking action on incomplete information or deriving further conclusions or claims based on this incompleteness. And boy, if that is used to put public policies in place, it is going to be dark. I'm not saying that everything is a sham, and I'm not suggesting widespread distrust, but I'm urging logic, gut feeling, and seeking. I mean, seek out more, more knowledge, more facts, more theories, and try to complete the stories. I mean, let's just go back again to why I got into this topic today. Can you imagine what our kids' futures are going to look like if we don't put up the fight to stay human? I mean, separation anxiety, lack of empathy, compassion, the list can go on and on and on. Human touch and connection actually does more good than harm, especially when it comes to illness. Did you know that? There was actually a study where a sample of healthy adults that received regular hugs versus those that didn't receive regular hugs were observed. And they found that the first group was actually less likely to catch colds and feel stressed. Blood pressure was more stable because stress levels are lower. And according to research published in one of the bigger psychology journals, hugs actually alleviate fear. And they release additional serotonin in the brain and it makes you happier and more positive. And that obviously spills over again into stress levels, making the body less susceptible, building a stronger immunity. I mean, the list can go on and on and on. But I'm going to circle back again to the point that it's really important for early childhood development. It's not just important, it's essential. Neurobiology says so, and you can seek out that info for yourself. There were even some studies done in Romania and orphanages over there that actually showed physical development was stunted due to the lack of physical touch. Doesn't it feel like we're doing the exact opposite of what needs to be done to fight this? taking away all the things that make us inherently stronger to combat illness and the aftermath that comes along with it. I mean, there's also a lot out there that takes a look at genetics and the human genome and again, debunks what policymakers are putting in place for us today to deal with this. I'm not going to get into that, but it just, it seems a little backwards. I mean, bottom line, I say, seek and you shall find. Choose your reasoning and decide what makes sense to you and what doesn't. But the question really is, do we all want to sit back and watch the future of our children turn into some morbid scene out of a sci-fi movie? I mean, perhaps I'm speaking too soon with everything that's going on. But I have to ask, really, who and what are we protecting them from? And where is the real threat? Thanks for listening in, guys. I'm wishing you a wonderful week ahead.